listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. Kevin Deers here for The Defiant Ones backstage at Washington Hall Historic Venue. First off, welcome back. Trey Miguel, how you doing, dude? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. So uh, you're wearing the M's hat. Is that Mariner's hat? No, actually, it's um, it's a clothing brand from Toledo, Ohio. My buddy, uh, he owns it and makes all of his stuff. It's called Mud Made. Okay. Yep, yep. M's is for uh, millions. That's what we're trying to get out here. All right. <laughs> we well, got a long way to go. Dude, millions, man. Okay, <laughs> you're making those defy millions, dude. Well... Welcome back to the Defy. Uh, to Defy, um, th- this has been what, like third or fourth time in Seattle? Second time? No, this is only my second time. Second yeah, time. the first time was back in January. Yep. Cool, man. So you know, coming back after the pandemic, you're, you're brought to one of the first shows at Defy. Uh, what What was your reaction, man, to to your first time in Seattle at Defy? Well, the city of Seattle is beautiful. Oh Absolutely. my god! Like the the views just coming in was super cool. Like mm-hmm. having the city off in the distance, and then this—I I don't remember what uh, mountain they said it was. Mount Rainier. Or, oh my god! It was so beautiful. Yep. Uh, Dante Martin and I were in the car on the way today, just like ah. Oh. Yeah. But um, the first time coming in, that was a that was a big impression. Um, and then I'd been waiting to wrestle for Defy for a long time, so yeah. like finally getting that email, I was like ah. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. And then when I showed up, the reception and the crowd and the venue was just at, like it was more than what I'd expected. I'd seen so many pictures and clips and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, the aviance that they have here is just something that like it looks as infectious as it actually is. Sure. And then when I showed up and got to experience it, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go back. So then uh, over WrestleCon weekend, I ran into some of the guys and basically begged. <laughs> I was just like, oh, hey, man, I would love to come. Back. And I meant it too. You know what I mean? And we're, we're back. And I'm I'm happy about it dude that's awesome so you know you, you mentioned like you were waiting to to wrestle for defy why is that you know why were you looking so much to defy i think i'm kind of fishing for compliments here uh, it was it was because of everything that i'd seen online yeah. you know what i mean like it looked like uh the appreciation that the fans had or have you know what i mean it's not Absolutely. like it's gone even a little bit it's constantly yeah. progressing i mm-hmm. feel like every time i see another clip come out like the fans are just crazier and more appreciative but i i think that's honestly what it was like it just it looked like this big fat envelope full of emotional currency for whoever comes Ooh. through here and i was like man i went in on you know what i mean yes. like and emotional it, currency. It, it lived up to it in every way that's awesome so where are you from where are you i'm from toledo ohio in okay. the midwest it's uh the border city right on the michigan border okay so, yep and and you're living there now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was born. Most of us live in Florida. It seems. Man, that yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> seems to be the move. Um, I appreciate having seasons. Mm-hmm. I love the heat, but I don't know if I could deal with it year round. Yeah. Honestly, if I could pick anywhere to live, it would probably be somewhere on like the upper northwest coast. You know what I mean? Welcome you here. So <laughs> you need you need a roommate, dude. I don't know if I can own uh, a place on my own and afford that. <laughs> you got a million dollars? Not well, yet. Hey, there you go. The hat says you do. <laughs> Bank account. Uh, no. <laughs> so were you a fan of wrestling before you became a wrestler? Man, I don't even remember becoming a fan of wrestling. It's been my entire life. My entire life. I think... Uh, do, you re- do you remember your first memory? My first memory of wrestling was watching a Blue Blazer promo. 
Wow. That's my earliest memory. Yeah. And then my first favorite wrestler was probably Blue Blazer. I, be- really? I believe he was. And then uh, from there, it was The Rock, Austin, DX, yep. X-Pac. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember a time where I wasn't interested in wrestling. Yeah. Were you like a wrestling figure kid? Were you yeah. Like oh, yeah. In the backyard? Man, up until... The sixth grade I took, well, okay, so we had, we had, you know, we leveled up a little bit. And up until the fifth grade, I was still taking my action figures in my book bag. Oh, yeah. And then in the sixth grade, in that summer between fifth and sixth, I started cutting grass so that way I could buy my Spinner US replica belt. Yes. And once I got that, I brought that to school because that was the ultimate flex. I was like, here's okay. my, here's my okay. IG checkmark hose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but that was like, uh, that was, <laughs> that was it for me. And then obviously, and like, like seventh and eighth grade, it was not popular to do any of that. And then before I knew it, I was training to be a wrestler coming out of my freshman year of high school. Yeah. Wow. So after your freshman year of high yeah. school, is that yep. even legal? No, not at no. all. Okay. So <laughs> where did you find a place that would, you know, train you that young? Man, it found me. My yeah, be- unless we're like, you know, kind of telling on them. No, dude. It's, it's, here. My best friend Brent, he, um, he lived two houses down from me and his dad used to be um, an indie wrestler back in like the... Super early 2000s. Yeah. And oddly enough, in 2008, late 2008, he got a botched kidney surgery. They wow. lost, the hospital lost his kidney. He gets a check for like a hundred and plus some thousand dollars. Uh, settles after they like, lost his kidney. Yeah, they lost his kidney, dude. So you don't lose a kidney. Uh, they sold that kidney. <laughs> Sketchy as hell. Um, so he, he ended up getting, money. he yeah. gets, he gets this money and mm-hmm. he, he opens, well, he doesn't have a plan to do anything with it yet, sure. but WWE came to town and they were running at the Savage Hall in, uh, the UT, which is the university of Toledo. Um, they were doing a house show there and he ended up in like the same row as one of the guys that had helped train him back in the day. And he just like started shooting the shit with him about wrestling and how he missed it. And he just was like. Light bulb. Yeah. I'm getting a big check, and wrestling doesn't exist in Toledo right now. So they put their brains together and somehow got dumber, mm-hmm. and they made a wrestling school, and um, they didn't have anyone to sign up for it. And basically the deal was, hey, if you help us like tear down this drop ceiling and paint these walls and set this ring up, yeah. I'll knock X amount of dollars off your tuition and let you train. And so I started August 1st, 2009. Where was your first big break? Like in Ohio? Was it with AIW? No, I've never I've never worked for AIW oh, wow. ever. Okay. Um, my yeah. first big break within Ohio was probably getting the opportunity to go down to Rockstar. Wow. Okay. Are you familiar with Rockstar Pro? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a real hotbed in um, the Midwest. And so I moved to Dayton for about three years. So that okay. way I could train at the Rockstar Academy and then do the shows every Wednesday and go on the road with everyone that lived down there as well because we had like this big house full of wrestlers and everyone traveled together and tried to align booking so we could all help each other out and that's how I got aligned with Desmond Xavier and Zachary once yes absolutely the the the, the OG rascals the OG man. rascals you know what I mean so obviously the rascals kind of a playoffs the 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 vignettes the playoff the whole stoner culture the this that 70s show can I you tell know? you the best thing about that is none of us were ever a fan of that 70s show no really not even a little bit I've never after we started doing it I was like you know what I should probably sit down and watch some of this and get yeah. some ideas I think I made it like halfway through the first episode and I was like Nah, I can do this on my own. You know what I mean? Like, we'll just write our own stuff. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I think it was Dez's idea to do the the circle thing mm-hmm. from there. And 
Yeah. When I didn't even know the reference at first, I was like, "You want to do what? Sure, cool. Smoking, yeah, smoking, yeah, smoking a cigar. Yeah. We, we we doing it? Yeah. <laughs> are they supplying? Yeah. You know. Uh, so so tell me, was when you first met those two, was it just it was on? No, absolutely not. Really? So like the first time I met Zach, uh, for the first three shows I had met him at. We were wearing the exact same outfit. Oh, no. We didn't talk. We didn't even, like, bump shoulders. <laughs> we like, sh- And I'm just like, why does this keep happening? And uh, then we finally wrestled each other. And we had one of my favorite matches. The match isn't even that awesome. But just because, like, what came out of having that match, I made a brother and a best friend. Yeah. And uh, then from there, Zach and I were just... We were there, mm-hmm. and I still hadn't met Dez yet. And I remember one day I, I got down to Dayton for a rock star show. We're all working out early, and Dez, this was the day he moved back home to Dayton from Orlando. Yeah. He comes down in the basement. Him and I had only had like social media interactions with each other at this sure. point, like just getting a like or a comment, but yeah. Yeah. never any actual conversation. The you're, you're, first, you were a social media flirt. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? The first <laughs> thing he does is whips the phone out and goes, oh, I got to send this to Trevor. You're talking about Ricochet. He goes, okay. you 1,000% are his son. You are his son. I got to send this to him. And he's like recording me. And he goes, say what's up to him. And I go, what's up, Trevor? And then Dez drops the phone. He goes, don't call him Trevor if you haven't met him. And I was just like. Wow. <laughs> Dick move. Dude, there was like this little bit of animosity between Des and I for the longest time, and I, n- I never figured out what it was. And then one day it just like dropped, and I was like, Do you want to love one another? And yeah. he was Can like, we be friends? Yeah. Can we like not hate each other? And then I don't think we, we never hated each other. We never, I, it was just a, it was, honestly, what it was, it was like, the worst form of this has to be friendly competition because I was like the new kid in Des hadn't met me Des and I did a lot of the same things in ring and we're like well you can't do it if I do it and well how am I supposed to do it if you do it you know what I mean so like it it threw a wrench in things for a little bit but on the other side we both came out lovebirds I love you obviously obviously, man So, so tell me dude like you know Indie wrestling and you're an impact and like it's a grind, dude. Like, like, oh yeah. How do you stay motivated, dude? When you're not, you know, you know, in the ring, it's got to be kind of difficult sometimes. How do you stay motivated to to do the grind? Do I look motivated? <laughs> you're making assumptions oh, now. Ma- right. <laughs> okay. um, honestly, I talk to Zach every day. I FaceTime them, so we keep each other's spirits up. I always touch base on what's going on at home, so that way, you know what I mean. That wonder factor isn't there. I don't have any any anxieties about what's going on there. And then um, I make sure I always stop and smell the roses. I think that it's just absolutely so baffling that I'm this kid that didn't finish high school and chased his dream and ended up somehow landing on a flight that someone else paid for. And now I'm standing in Seattle. So, like, whenever I get anywhere, I always make sure, like, there's at least – I don't care how long it lasts, you know, just stop and smell the roses. That's enough, man. Like it really is. If you're always constantly like trying to think about the next thing, then you'll never appreciate this. You know what I mean? I think it's just, it it took a long time to get there though. You know what I mean? And now that I've found that, that's, it's, it's not so much, I don't feel like I need motivation if I have a clear mind and that 
keeps my mind clear you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it, it, it gets tough all the traveling and living out of a bag but i mean like if if the hardest part of it is separating my clean clothes from my dirty clothes or having to pay like 30 bucks for laundry service at a hotel then my life's not that bad yeah. you know what i mean so what am i motivating myself for my dreams are literally like it's it's happening right now mm-hmm. that's motivation yeah. so yeah i just I, I try to keep myself in tune with like what's real and what's not important just keep that away keep yourself yeah. grounded yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah man. so you're you're a fit guy uh how do you stay you know in shape how do you eat well during 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 uh when you're on the road or do you do you have like a guilty pleasure like are you a mcdonald's guy late night no or? not at all um i, I hardly have so I try to just stay away from, like, the junk, you know what I mean? Like, when you're traveling, it gets really hard. You can't have home-cooked meals every day. That's not an option, but there's... I live off Chipotle and frickin' Moe's, you know what I mean? Clean options here and there. Wherever I can, but... One of my favorite things about traveling is getting some of the food that I can't get back home. So I'm never like, oh, I can't eat that. It's like... I I might die tomorrow. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if if yeah. my last meal is this rack of ribs, then baby, we're up. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it. Um, and, like, I, something that just, like, hit home for me. Have you uh, watched any of that Young Rock? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there's the episode where, like, Tony Atlas and uh, Soul Man, they're, like, they're going back and forth about uh, Rocky having a piece of cake. And um, Tony's just like, yo, I, uh, you got to do it. It's balance, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to throw everything away, but I spent so much of 2021 trying to transform my body because I had taken time off from wrestling, like Mm -hmm. a solid three months, and then I come back to Impact looking worse than I felt like I ever had in my life. Sure. Um, And I got really motivated to switch that up, and I was training with Alex Shelley pretty regularly, who takes his physique very seriously. He is shredded. Yes. And so he put me on a diet plan. Sam Beal, my student who was on Impact Wrestling last year for a good portion of it, he gave me my workout plan. Wow. And I combined the two, and I got in the best shape I had ever been in in my life. But mentally, I was more unhealthy than I had ever been. And it... That was such a... That's big of you to realize that. An undoing of that process and, like, realizing that, like, now I'm strictly eating for serotonin and almost nothing's making me happier than food. I was like, this is unhealthy and it sucks and I don't like it. And that's not saying, like, you can't have a diet and find balance, like, within it without stepping out of it. You know what I mean? There's so many recipes. I'm I'm a lazy cook, though. Yeah. I I was doing the chicken and rice or, like, noodles and low-fat. Chicken breast and rice. Yeah, you know. fun. Yeah, turkey and rice or lettuce. You know, just the bull. And it sucked. And... Not exactly. I'm, the I'm, I'm, I'm at a point now where it's like, as long as I don't drink pop regularly, I don't eat candy to like to wit's end, sure. and I get my stuff in. I'm good to go, man. I just need to be happy. That's nice. it. When I'm on the East Coast, Zaxby's it is. That's my jam. When yeah. I'm out here on the West Coast, I just got hip to In and Out Burger. I yeah. didn't really like it the first time I had it. It was out in Vegas. It's actually pretty bomb.com. I can't lie. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. And okay. I won't turn it down. You know, like well, I was talking to Dante Martin when we get out of here or hitting Denny's. I was like, dude, there I want a stack of pancakes. That's how go. I want to go to bed. Yeah. And then tomorrow, if I have time, I'll get a light workout in. If not, oh, well, Monday's always there. Yeah. You know, like you'll figure it out, dude. I just don't want to put too much pressure on myself anymore. It sucked. That's important, man. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, mental health, dude. That's important, especially coming out of the pandemic, dude. Yes, that was draining. That was that was so mentally draining. Yeah, I. But somehow I felt like my 2021 was unhealthier than my 2020, though. Really? Yeah, one thousand percent. That's like that's how bad it got last year. You got a good spot now. I'm, dude. I'm telling you, I'm ready for my stack of pancakes, baby. That's I'm awesome. chilling. That's awesome. All the syrup, all the butter. Give me some powdered sugar and whipped cream, dude. Yeah. I'll go ham on it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> load it up. Load it load up. Load it up. <laughs> awesome, dude. So uh, the Defiance is what we call our fans. We're a community. It's not just you know the Defy fans. It is the Defiance. We have a we have a name for it. Uh, and I see it on Twitter. Yeah. I see, yeah. This is yeah. the Defiant Ones, the podcast. So as cheesy as it sounds, a question I have to ask. Okay. What does the Defiance mean to you, Trey? After, I'm, I'm telling you, there are very few places that, like, I go to the extent to see if I can come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I sent follow-up messages. When I, I looked for them at WrestleCon. Yeah. Like, I was just like, this is a place... This restored so much love that like was somehow missing. You know, you get caught up in life. Th- yeah. Things that are the most important sometimes get subsided. You let negativity in. The light stays out. You know what I mean? And uh, back in January, I mean, granted, I had the X Division Championship. All that. I, I just my match here was my first match back from two broken teeth that I had to get uh, emergency root canals on to save. Because of an elbow I took it hard to kill, and I also broke my hand in that match. Jesus. So, I mean, like, just sitting on the shelf and, like, knowing I'm missing tapings and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm wondering, like, man, am, am I going to half-step things now because I'm trying to protect certain parts of my body? Yeah. Are, are people going to be able to tell? Are people going to be less receptive? And then to have my first match back in wrestling, I mean, it was, it's not like I was on the shelf for eight months or a year. I, mean, I literally took, like, a month and a half off. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, wear a mouthpiece, tape your hand up real good, get back yep. out there, kid." Yep. But um, it's it, you get wrapped up in the stuff, and that 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 night back, like I said, it I, I put it on social media. Like this restored so much for me. That's awesome. Mentally, emotionally, um, things like that can be career savers. You know what I mean? Like small things add up. Big nights like I had like can take so much of that off. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can carry some loads to get through the next few That'll months if they're through, tough. Man. Yeah, that you know what I mean. You, and so, in one way or another, it's very easy to say that Defy definitely saved my career in one facet or another. Wow. Like it, it meant that much to me. That reception. I mean, like it was just amazing. The people here are so nice. The fans were so You're welcome, man. But I mean that. I really do. That's amazing. Wow. Damn. Getting heavy here with Trey Miguel. Last question, man. Uh, pick a scar on your body. Show us if you can, mm-hmm. but at least tell us a story of how you got that scar. I, I have a scar right here on my lip. Okay. It's a little hidden behind the flavor sure. saver. Yeah. And um, the first suicide dive I had ever gone for in a match, I was 16 years old. Oh, it was in a modified boxing ring, and the ropes were a Sounds little like bit high. So I'm shorter. You know what I mean? I was only... Yeah. I was only 15 uh, or 16 I'm sorry Uh, probably two inches shorter 50 pounds lighter never hit the gym so my hops weren't there you know what I mean I go for the suicide dive and that middle rope is so high that it clipped my hip and the padding on that ring wasn't good at all it was like like the daycare puzzle padding that's what they had on this ring. So there was absolutely like, you know, when you set a good ring up, it makes it, it either makes the, the padding either makes it flush like edge to edge with the beams or there's a little bit of hangover. So that way, you know, like you're a little bit more protected. Well, 
all of the bar and a little bit of the cross beams were all exposed, but the top of that didn't matter because when it caught my hip, the rope, it stopped all of my momentum and I just and bit the edge of the ring. So I had 17 stitches to keep, like my lip was only attached by the very corner and then from here over, if it had gone like any more, it would have just been dangling. And my my front tooth was turned like sideways and so was the one next to it. I have an impacted canine that has never, like I have a baby tooth because my canine has never dropped down. That broke, shattered, came out through my gum weeks later. And um, mind you, this was like three weeks before senior prom. Nice. Well, my girlfriend's senior prom. I was only a junior, so like, oh, yeah. I'm there you tra- go. oh nice. but here's here's where the rib was, dude. I got a purple suit to match my purple lip. <laughs> had to do That's that awesome. one one time for the That's one time. Bad. Yeah, so I had nine stitches on the outside, and then uh, seven or eight. I don't remember the exact number on the inside. Mm. Man, thank you so much for the story, all the stuff. Trey Miguel, of course, here. The <laughs> thank you so much. Ones, dude. Thank you so it. much, man.